A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We're looking at over 220 million Americans who just in the last several months died. Jesus. Um, that's we're a, looking that's at a lot. Okay, I got a first time. Kamala. Kamala, I'm sorry about that. What a day, what a day, what a day. Once again, having our bridge to open right there. So this is one of those days where we're just a couple of hours before we hit... The uh, debate, the big debate, the last debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden tonight, and we'll see what happens. I get the feeling eh, a few of you will have listened to this by the time it's it's happened. I get the feeling Trump will do better tonight. I don't think this format helps Biden because he is stuck in a box for at least two minutes at a time to answer, and he could f- go anywhere when that happens. As we just played Kamala Harris, have Kamala Harris, sorry, having a little trouble today with facts and figures and figures. Um, we're looking at over 220 million Americans who just in the last several months died. That's a lot of Americans, 220 million Americans. That would leave, I think, around 110 million left on Earth. Obviously, that didn't happen. That's fine. Everybody makes mistakes here. Um, around the media, it, it, it's crazy here. Really, the theme of this last couple of weeks has been the media's new mission is to prohibit um, information from getting to you. And it's incredible. And I've seen it even with contemporaries just talking on the phone. They absolutely do not want information disseminated that could do anything to hurt Joe Biden's lead right now. And this, this Hunter Biden stuff with from the New York Post, it's a perfect example. It's not a it's not an airtight story. Enough of it is corroborated that it should certainly be mentioned as a news item. And the fallout with being banned by Twitter and Facebook, and uh, having the president's press secretary banned, having the New York Post still the New York Post is not allowed on Twitter. That is noteworthy. 
and just watch how Liz here's Liz Harrington. She is a spokesperson for for the RNC. Associates of the Ch- Liz, hold on. For the RNC. And she's on um with who is she on with? Um oh God. Who's the woman who who is, anyway, she's on with the woman from CNN, I'll tell you in a second. And she's giving her some spiel, uh, RNC spiel, whatever, uh, speech. And listen how the CNN anchor eventually can't take any more of it. Chinese Communist Party? Joe Biden, by his own admission, has never had a real job in his life. He said he's never cashed a paycheck. He's only ever been in the swamp. He's used his public office for personal gain. That is corruption. That's what we were running against in 2016 with Hillary Clinton. It's the same thing. They use their power. Typical RNC spiel, Republican spiel, Biden corruption, yada, 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 yada. But it is not taken well. Uh, not to advance the interests of the American people and the American worker. Well, now we know Joe Biden, who never held China to account. They let China into the World Trade Organization. They've been ripping us off. They wouldn't take a hard line and they won't even blame China today for the pandemic that we're dealing with because of their cover up. Well, now we Liz, know because he's completely beholden to China and there is hard damning evidence that shows their connections. And it's an absolute disgrace. Liz, you actually sound like you're on a Fox News uh, show right now. You sound a little bit like an anchor. Well, unfortunately, Fox, Fox is Fox one of the News, only news channels that's covering Fox these News, real emails. Even Fox News would not. So she stopped playing. What's the damn anchor's name? CNN anchor. She's been there forever. Uh, anchor. Foreign. Come on. What's her name? You know her. CNN reporters and staff. Uh, hang on. Great. This is a great thing. I'm wasting time doing this. But Christiane Amanpour. Okay. Now watch. She stopped playing the game. She's now she's now uh, tabled the game that they're playing, which is the back and forth between a flack and a reporter. And she wants damn. She wants this thing derailed. She wants this stopped and parked immediately. Not touch this story that that uh, that President Trump's personal true. lawyer Rudy Giuliani tried to dump you. She's saying that the. That Fox wouldn't touch the story. And it's not true. And also, also, um, what's his name? Who owns Fox? Oh, it's one of these days where I can't think of any human being's name. Victor Dumat, who owns Fox. Come on, you know who I mean? Uh, Warren Marshbaum. Frig. This is gonna, this is gonna be a suck. Okay. Fox owner. If you give me the owner of a Fox, the animal, I'm gonna be, but Rupert Murdoch. Friggin' frig. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. You know that even the New York Post, the key reporter, did not Fox want to News just confirmed Hunter story. Biden's former business associate, who identified by name Joe Biden, is the big guy who's profiting off of these shady Let me foreign ask you dealings. This. And it's not just China; it's Ukraine, and it's three and a half million dollars from Moscow. There right. was you wanted to go there. there you wanted to go there. There you was a d- dossier. It was real, and it all had to involve the Biden. Okay. You wanted to go there. You wanted to go there. Well, how about Trump and China, damn it? How about that? What do you mean you wanted to go there? It's an interview. We're going where the interviewee is going. She's answering questions. Wanted to go there as if, oh, my God, you've gone to a forbidden territory using something damning about Joe Biden. How dare you? How dare you? No, that's breaking the rules. Don't you understand? We The parameters are this wide, and you're allowed to talk about only these few things, and none of them can hurt Joe Biden. No. No, you can ask about the flavors of ice cream. That's fine. 
It's in freaking incredible. And I'm not even saying that the, the Biden-China stuff is horrific. I think the China deal, according to the emails, was done in 2017, which means Biden wouldn't have been in the government anymore. It does absolutely you know, reek of nepotism and, and influence peddling. And that's not a that's not a, a, a rare thing. Certainly not in Washington, DC. But my God, the if this is about the media, it's not really even about Biden. It's about circling the wagons. No, you can't have that truth. No, we're gonna cover it up. How dare you? No, you're not allowed to. Meanwhile, I had an argument yesterday with a couple of people about this. Uh, and uh, about doing no the fact that there was no reporting from the wires essentially of any of this stuff. And I said, well, let's look at your papers and let's see what you guys did with the Russian dossier. And their papers picked up every single Russian dossier uh, um, story there was. Every angle picked up. Absolutely. Nothing wasn't picked up. Every bit of rumor was codified into a news story and distributed throughout the world. Everything was used about Trump. And how dare you? They don't understand. They're personally offended that you're trying to... Why are you trying to put this anti-Trump reporting, this anti-Trump content... Ten out of there. That's not what decent people do. It's essentially what they're saying. It's incredible to watch. And good luck. Hey, if Joe Biden wins this election and he's ahead right now, this is the media you have. They are going into mothballs as soon as this happens. Incredible. Incredible. Here we go again. Leslie Stahl, you'll hear more about this. Leslie Stahl is uh, interviewing. She interviewed Donald Trump, who she claimed stormed off in the interview, who didn't. He just ended the interview. Because the Trump people recorded, kept a recording of their own. I, I thought they telegraphed this about five days ago, saying that they were going to set up Leslie Stahl, and they kind of did. So then Leslie Stahl is angered, angered. She's asking Mike Pence questions, and suddenly she's got, she's angry about the way he answers. Bring a passion and a strength and a determination to put America first. Mr. Vice President, this was not a rally. This was not just a campaign speech to the public. This was supposed to be an interview. And the same with the president. And I feel that you both have insulted 60 Minutes by not answering any of our questions. You've insulted 60 Minutes by not answering our questions. Look at you going on and just speaking freely, almost like you're politicians. No, no, there's some politicians who can do that. Yes, yes, Joe Biden's allowed to do that. Barack Obama's allowed to do that because we agree with everything they're saying. So that's not them speaking to rallies. That's just them uttering the obvious truths set campaign speeches that we've heard both of you give at rallies without answering our questions. Let's say what and question I haven't I answered? What question haven't I answered right now? You didn't answer any of my questions. You just gave speeches. And I, I, I've answered every single one of your questions. I'd like to know what question I haven't answered. Well, I asked you about uh, the president calling uh, Fauci an idiot. And I got a speech about the president. I asked you... Can you imagine that? I asked you about the president calling Fauci an idiot. I asked you that particular question, fiery question, that's an you know incendiary type question. You know, it's a fair game question, but you answered it without saying, my God, Donald Trump is a bastard. You're right, Leslie Stahl. I can't believe it. You used politicking to answer my questions. Oh, my God, that is unheard of in politics. Certainly unheard of in Washington, D.C. You know, about mothers, I don't know. You just kept giving speeches, and so did he. And I, you know, I think that both of you, there is this kind of anticipation that people in power are held accountable and they answer questions for the public, not for me, for the public. And 
You didn't answer questions, not from me, from the public. These guys, Donald Trump has given more press avails, press answers than anybody in our freaking modern history. These guys are the most available guys that we've ever had. The other guy, the competition, by the way, Leslie, your friend is in his basement. He's not answering questions. He's not even out in public. He's not accountable. He wants the job. You're not even giving him a proper job interview. Well, Leslie, I appreciate the speech that you just gave, but I've answered all your questions, and and I've spoken about things the American people care about. The American people want a president who put the health of America first and open up America's <laughs> well, economy, doing, which is exactly what this president is doing. You're giving a speech. The American people want a president who will stand by the men and women of our armed forces. You're giving a speech. No, answer the way I want you to answer. Say the words I want you to say. Persons to rebuild our military. That's what this president has done. You asked me not one question about foreign policy at all. Well, I'd love to. You, may you, I? You may, but you spent your time asking if Fauci was a jerk so that you could blame the coronavirus on Trump and then mention breathlessly that over 200,000 people had died. Yes, you may start using uh, a journalisming anytime you'd like to. You always could have. Incredible. But hey, you know, especially now, they are not pleased with what they're seeing in the news. Um, you know, this the Hunter Biden stuff, it's a weak spot for Biden. Of course it is. Everybody knows what Hunter was doing. And, and it's not about him and his crack and his girls or whatever. It's about that they've busted Biden. It's a clean bust. They've busted him using influence to help his son. Or it appears that they did. All the media has to do is a little investigating like some media institutions have, and they can, they can uh, you know, shoot the story down. If anybody doesn't corroborate it, they could shoot it right down. If they find that the, the emails, the hard drive was, was a uh, Russian document or production, they could shoot it right. It's, that, it's right there for you to shoot down media if you do any work, but you don't want to dare do any work because on, on the off chance that the stuff is accurate and your guy looks bad. Good morning to you. We are hearing today for the first time publicly from Tony Bobulinski. Now you're saying, who is Tony Bobulinski? He is a former Navy lieutenant who says he was the CEO of a company that involved Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, and Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother. Tony Bobulinski was also the primary recipient of the email that Fox News has been reporting on that laid out percentages of how a deal with the Chinese entity CEFC would be split up. That included the now infamous, quote, 10 percent for the big guy. In a statement, Bobulinski telling Fox News the reference to the big guy in the much publicized May 13, 2017 email is, in fact, a reference to Joe Biden. Bobulinski goes on to say, Hunter Biden called his dad the big guy or my chairman and frequently referenced asking him for his sign off or advice on various potential deals that we were discussing. I've seen Vice President Biden saying he never talked to Hunter about his business. I've seen firsthand that that is not true because it wasn't just Hunter's business. They said they were putting the Biden family name and its legacy 
on the line. The Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee and the Senate Committee on Finance have requested documents related to Bobby Linsky's business affairs with the Biden family, which he has provided. Fox News has also obtained all of those documents and is now in the process of going through them. Among them in a te- is a text message in which Bobby Linsky thanks Jim Biden for a meeting with Joe at the Beverly Hilton Hotel in May of 2017, which it should be pointed out is long after Joe Biden left office. At a rally last night in Gastonia, North Carolina, just west of Charlotte, President Trump continuing to hammer the issue. Listen here. I wonder who the big guy was. The big guy. He doesn't look so big to me. He doesn't look so big when he walks on the stage. He's the big guy. One document shows a plan to take money from Chinese state-owned enterprises. While some Republicans have cautioned the president not to dwell too long on the issue of Hunter Biden at tonight's debate, White House officials and the president's supporters suggest he will go there. I don't think he should really go there. I think he should mention the Chinese influence maybe once or so. Uh, You know, he's bringing Pabalinski now to the debate. Also, I think it's a mistake. Trump fans are going to love it, and I get it. And it's a nice hit against Biden. It looks makes him look like a a uh, a player, an operator, a hack, a little bit of a charlatan. And it goes against the ah, oh, he shucks Joe from Scranton thing. Um, but I don't know if it's going to move the needle at all. And also, you don't want Trump to be the delivery man for these bombshell tabloidy stories. It's too on brand for Trump. It washes out. He's not the guy to do it. Have a third party. You know, have the New York Post keep doing their work, and have uh, and have uh, Twitter and Facebook, you know, promote it by ignoring it widely. So, I don't know. I, uh, I it's it's good enough stuff. But I think Trump should talk about, um, you know, getting out of the getting out of our houses, restarting our lives, economy, economy, economy. Promise that you'll get growth, have growth to where it was before we went down into this abyss and uh, and tell people that there is relief and tax cuts coming and more relief coming. Short businesses that um, those um, warn businesses that those those regulations that have been deleted by Trump will be added again, will be uh, produced again and installed again by Team Biden, uh, which is true. And they'll never, ever have the chance to take their their uh businesses up to 100 miles per hour again you know biden will have a governor on all those businesses now where they can go 62 and that is it trump business that's what his brand means to people are you better off four years ago than you were for now than you were four years ago people say yes that's about business in the economy that's what he's known for that's it we do not need a special investigator trump there that's not he needs to show Sorry, by the way, I'm not always in my life, always dealing with like a sinus problem. Just a, I don't know how long have I been doing this, and at least two months. But that's what we need from from Biden. I mean, from Trump. We understand. I understand uh, that he that he wants to, and even this sixty minute stuff. Like I understand attacking the media is a great thing to do, and it's also a great promotion in case he ever wants to start his own media company. To think, oh, so this is the kind of thing they'll do. And setting up 60 Minutes, not setting them up, but preventing yourself from being set up by setting them up, I guess, by recording the entire interview. So when 60 Minutes now goes to edit their own version, you have, people can contrast it with the Trump version. But the problem is uh, there's uh, 
by my count, two, less than two weeks until the election. So you're burning a day doing this? Fine. But these are ancillary battles. There's a lot of space to be made up in the polls. You need to be winning, meeting, uh, winning women back and being true to form, the tough, coarse, boorish New Yorker kicking poor, uh, you know, runt of the litter Hunter Biden around. It's not going to be a good look for women to see this. I'm sorry. I, so for some, it might be. But they, some women want to see a little TLC. You know that like, nice feeling you get when you see Joe Biden hug somebody and not, uh, you know, let his hands wander all over them? Trump doesn't do anything that releases that good feeling chemical in the suburban women. Biden does. He's got that. I know this sounds uh, borderline creepy, if not completely creepy. But you know what I mean. Hang on. What do you get going on here? <laughs> but... So, I mean, choose your battles. Choose your battles. And don't be so salty. Here, here's Nancy Pelosi today. Another Sammy the Salt, as we say around the Shattuck household. She's asked by a reporter at her normal presser about Hunter Biden. Well, you'd think, you know, the leader of the House of the Representatives of the People of the United States of America might have something to say about it. You come to an agreement on, on state and local funding? Yeah. No, and, and on liability? No, okay. Madam Speaker, um, the serious allegations of corruption involving Joe Biden have been raised in recent days. I'm sorry, I'm not answering your questions, okay? We're talking about the coronavirus. That's what I, I don't have all day for questions. That's what we're taking now. Anybody have a question on the coronavirus negotiations? Yes, I wondered how confident you were that 13 Republican senators would go. Can you imagine, by the way, remember when the president doesn't answer a question or answer is answered in an unsatisfactory manner? Remember, the next member of the media, the next member of the first responder, heroic media, usually says, will you please answer Johnny's question? Will you please answer Jim Acosta's question? They cover for each other. No, not these uh, mongrels here. They are happy. Happy. No, don't just do what the speaker said. Sorry, Bill, I'm not going to ask you a question that you just asked. i just just trying to survive this. Let's just do what she says. We'll get a vanilla answer. We'll put it in already the already pre-constructed article I've written already about the Republicans wanting Americans to not get stimulus and wanting them to die and suffer. And then we can get out of here and we can start drinking because it's Thursday, Thursday. That's what it is. Amazing, 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 amazing. Like, will this... What happens? What happens if um, if um, if Biden wins? Do you do you go back to this? I mean, there's no. The problem is this: is that the you're going to have to do something. The traditional media for they're being usurped right now by podcasts, the podcast world. Um, you know the big names, but also the smaller ones as well. So what is the media going to do? What are they going to do when viewership is way down because they don't have Donald Trump anymore and they're afraid to lay a mitt on Joe Biden? What is the media going to do? They've already made the deal with Biden that they're not going to ask him questions. They're not going to they're not going to be adversarial with him. So who do they who do they go after? What do they do for a living? You're telling me somebody's in the care and tune in to CNN to see Chris Cuomo diss Tom Cotton all day? 
It's not good copy. It's not good box office. Nobody cares about that. They're going to be S-O-L. S-O-L. And they don't have the chops now to be good reporters, to go after people. They've been advocates too long. Their advocacy uh, muscles are very well developed, but their journalistic muscles have atrophied totally. Most of them are spokesmodels. Jim Acosta, he's a spokesmodel at this point. April Ryan and these other, the White House, Yamichi Elsendor and, you know, all, the the guy from CBS at the White House, Paula Reed from, from at the White House. These are spokesmodels. You know, these are spokesmodels who, who uh, no pithy advocacy, activism, bullet points, and that's it. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you remember, and this is the, the, the thing that's going to hurt. What, what? Well, at the end of the day, if Trump loses and Biden wins, conservatives win. Because there will be two full years, just like there was with Obama, of a free-for-all, of bad behavior, unethical behavior on uh, part of the Democrats. They'll have nobody watching them. And look already, they're already empowered. Joe Biden can have his son going around doing, you know, he's allowed to say he's for fracking, against fracking, for fracking, against fracking. He's allowed to say things like, I'm going to pack the court, not pack the court. I think I may pack the court. I can't tell you. I'm not going to tell you. None of those in any symmetrical world would be, would be um, acceptable at all, ever. But now nothing matters because it's all about Donald Trump. But what, what standards are you going to suddenly inhabit again when it's time to do more journalism? What standards? I, I watched every day, man, just about every day of the Obama administration, the press, um, daily press briefings. And there were just a few standout people who would ask the questions, but they were mostly happy to be told what to do by Jay Carney by Robert Gibbs and uh, Josh Ernest and whatever the last one was. It was easy pickings for those guys. It seems like the dumber the press secretary got, the easier job they had anyway because the press was so beaten and, and told what they were going to do. I mean, CBS News was run by, by uh, what's his name? The pre- Really? No names today. No freaking names. I can't come up with a freaking name. Ugh. Ben Rhodes is his brother. Frig. God, I hate that. Why? Why with names? It's a long night, too. I hope I can remember to tweet and do all the things I'm supposed to do. What percentage of the things that you said when you were first dating your girlfriend or boyfriend, or when you were first dating your now either girlfriend or boyfriend or husband and wife, what percentage of the things you said were uh, lies? I was just looking through Facebook when my wife and I, who was, uh, who was, we met, we essentially met on Facebook. I used to be part of a radio show. She listened. She said hi to me on Facebook. And we chatted on Facebook. Uh, here now. Yeah, I chatted with a lot of people on Facebook. And she was uh, particularly cute and scandalously young. Not scandalously as in illegally, but in her 20s. Uh, and um, and uh, I look at what I... And what I communicated to her back and forth, like about things I'm interested in, I do things that would go to my character, and they're pretty much all um, I can't think of the word 
what's called what's the thing called when it's fake? It's a plamification. It's a blamification. It's a carterization. Okay, it's a lie. Lie synonym. I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry that I'm freaking stupid. And it's coming to a surface to be stretched out. No, no, no. Wait, wait lie, lean back, be situated, be located, lie down. Wait, isn't L-A-I-L-I-E lie? -I -I -L -I -E, isn't that like isn't to say the untruth? Non-truth, okay. It is a misrepresentation, yes. Fabrication! Yes, so that's what it is. Okay. So everything I told her was a fabrication. I told her I used to um, camp in my car. I mean, what did I know? I didn't know how to talk to any women at all. By that time, I was 37 or 36 or 37 by the time we had met. She thought I was cool already from just being on the air, so I couldn't abandon that personality, which was largely an accurate personality. Uh, a dumb one, but uh, like I said, accurate. Um, uh, but I couldn't show her the real me because the real me, of course, was wretched, you know. And most men know this. Most men, you know, you you have to, you have to act a little bit like somebody much better than yourself, at least at first, because um, very few women will lower their standards to accommodate the actual you. And so it's good to make somebody up. And I think women also know. They know, you know what? He's telling me. Like, my wife probably said he tells me he jogs a few miles every day and that he camps. And I I know in my heart, certainly with every bit of logic, sen logic sensing biology that I have, I know that he doesn't jog because he is grotesque and fat. Uh, and I just don't see him as being a camping guy. But maybe he is trying to impress me. And um, and maybe if he's willing to lie, he's willing to accept my lies. Maybe that's what it is. It's a vicious transaction is what it is. Who knows? I think a lot of the media will say, if they get back to it, they'll, they, a lot of them will just try to etch a sketch the whole thing and say, okay, we can start from scratch now. And you'll say, wait a second, how, how come you were reporting stuff baselessly on the last guy and running with anything you had, not verifying anything, using shoddy material to slam the president in your own social media to dunk on him and his, uh, his uh, circle? You were more than happy to do that, and now you're acting like a totally different person, supposedly being a thoughtful, sober, uh, you know, serious journalist. And a lot of them will say, well, that was a state of emergency when Trump was there. It was a state of emergency. He was so incredibly, uh, uniquely evil and awful that all of us had to do what we could to vanquish him. Now we can go back to being journalists. Then we had to, just like uh, just like uh, Joe Magdalene, Joe DiMaggio and Ted Williams had to leave their professional baseball careers to fight in the Great War. You know, we had to fight in our war. And now we're coming back to be journalists again. So you'll just forgive us of everything. And you people who supported Trump, who are daring to criticize us now, you know, you're lucky you're not in Nuremberg right now. And the Truth and Reconciliation Committee still will, are not done with you. So you've still got it coming. So don't you dare criticize us as we do our snow job on uh, Joe Biden. Maybe that's what it'll be. Maybe not. Maybe Trump has rejiggered everything so much in Washington, D.C. that normal battle lines won't be drawn. It's possible. I mean, I can't see. We have gotten 
Twitter has made us more shallow and dumber than we've ever been, certainly. I mean, we've seen this happening really for, for years. Our music got stupider. It was never brilliant, especially when pop music came in, rock and roll, whatever. But at least back then it was kind of bass-themed. It was all about really having sex or trying to. Um, and then we got stupider, and then we started to do reality TV, and then people like Puck from the real world became famous and heralded as somebody cool. That was, to me, that was the beginning of the end. For the, To me, that was the value system at that point had just cratered, and everything was upside down. And we've got the, like, Kardashians or somebody. I don't know what, I know that Kim Kardashian was in a sex tape with a guy named, I don't know the guy's name, J, J DJ, I don't know his name. Um, and I know that she was friends with Paris Hilton, who also was famous for a sex tape. Who and, and they both seem remarkably vacuous, but maybe they're not. I'm told they're excellent, shrewd businesswomen. That's what I'm told by people I don't believe. Um, but but who knows? I mean, most of our professional athletes are stupid. Most mus- musicians are are dummies. They're not everybody in show business is dumb. Obviously, the the makers of The Simpsons have been you know producing genius content for years. Certainly, you have to give props to people like Mike Judge, starting with Beavis and Butthead, in through the great uh, office space uh, years and more. And the South Park people are ridiculously brilliant. And there's been some great shows out there, some brilliant stuff that has happened. But generally, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I just think that, I mean, you know what? It could be also that I just attract stupid people. I could be just one of the stupid people attracting other stupid people. Who just thinks he's a little smarter than his fellow stupid people? And maybe it is. Maybe you're that way. I don't know. I don't know. But Trump needs some good days. He needs some good days here. I mean, there's uh, you know, there's ten days left or whatever. It, I would say now, Mr. President, it would be a good time to surprise the American people with something, other than the fact that the vice president's son was a screw up. And was trying to make a buck overseas using his old man's name, which that we understand. But uh, you know, to everything there is a season. You know, now would be a good time. Let's do that now. What do you think our buddy uh, Jeffrey Tubin's doing right now? Well, don't actually don't <laughs> forget it. I wish I didn't say that. Oh, my goodness. It is shocking. I'm so glad I'm not single anymore. Um. Okay. Somebody says, I'm really curious when this is all said and done, what the percentages were for black and Hispanic Trump voters and how they compare to four years ago. I think he'll get a bigger percentage than he did four years ago. On, e- on both uh, counts, uh, that is on Twitter. I think Trump. If Trump does really well into the twenty percentage points percentile, once again, I apologize. I cannot speak. Um, then it's a new ball game, and the world will turn on its axis, and Trump will win re-election. And I, I can die. Just give me five hours of watching the media try to process that, and then I can die in peace. Uh, Thrillho thirty three says on Twitter, how come no one ever mentions the fact that Biden bought milkshakes for all the media members covering the staged event? If Trump purchased cars for media members to solicit positive press, I'm certain that would be an issue. Maybe so, although I think it's not all that uncommon that the president or or that uh, candidates 
throw milkshakes to the press. I think I've seen Obama and Biden do some of that as well. It's kind of it's kind of a big lofty king thingling thing to do. Uh, be, yes, if Trump bought them, that would be uh, of course that would be un unfounded. So uh, somebody says. I had uh, put out the thing about all the all the kickbacks and all the good jobs that Hunter Biden had gotten since he was a kid from his father. Somebody says on Twitter, friend of mine, I won't ID them. This is so not news. Let's be honest: the president's whole family has zero experience in working in the White House. If that's not a conflict of interest in nepotism, what is? And does it really matter who wrote his resume? Oh, this is about Hunter. His resume doesn't matter who wrote his resume, um, unless he had campaign or government staffers do it. That would be a a bit of a ethical thing, but um, you're right. The president has brought in, well, his family. You would say nepotism, but his fam, but Jared and Ivanka aren't making any more money for working the president. If anything, they're probably making a lot less. Now, you could say that their that their properties will be enriched from being president. And if there's a direct line to that happening right now, I am shocked that the media hasn't written about it more. Apparently, Trump's got a bank account in China that they use, according to them, to pay taxes. But but who knows? But I get the feeling that those stories would have been absolutely investigated deeply if they had been. But maybe not. Maybe he did. That doesn't take it. That doesn't uh, mean. But also, by the way, Trump's family, they have jobs. Jared and Ivanka and the Trumps are real estate people and they're brand managers. You know, That's the thing they do. And she's a fashion person. So they have skills. What does Hunter do? Hunter does what Hunter does is be the vice president's son. So there's a little bit of a difference there. But you want to find conflicts with the Trump kids? I have no problem. Dig it up, do the work, and find it, and then uh, you can say they're all crooked. Uh, let's see. Breaking report Trump to bring Tony Boblinski to Nashville tonight. Yes, I know. I don't think that's a great idea. Man, Tony, Tony Bobolinsky. If he was just a good Democrat doing this for Biden, he would be on every, every show. Over the weekend, he would be on CNN. He would be panelist on CNN and, and generally considered for, for uh, the presidency in eight years. All right. I ran a poll that said, the, should the president debate feature a mute button? Uh, 23%, 318 votes. 23% say yes. 76% say no. Say no. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, oh, oh, NPR today. Beautiful. On the Trump-Biden thing. This is so perfect. <clears throat> the NPR public editor tweets out, why haven't you seen any stories from NPR about the New York Post-Hunter Biden story? Read more in this week's newsletter. And here's what they say. We don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. And we don't want to waste the listeners' and readers' time on stories that are just pure distractions. That's from Terrence Samuel. Terrence Samuels, NPR's managing editor for news and in on the post, whatever. So there you go. Yeah, we're not going to waste your time in stories that aren't real. No, that's a stupid. No, that's a Giuliani thing. Even though they've got a hard drive, they've got signatures, they've got corroboration from people. No, NPR says the publicly funded radio station where those people are getting rich on your dime. Say no, we're not going to cover it. We don't think it's worth it. Da da da. Go to. Go to Walmart if you want to hear people talk about that. We don't talk about it here. We've got all the best FM signals everywhere and an infusion of government money, and we are overproduced. We have 18 producers per show. 
where you stupid people in private radio and talk radio have one producer to call screen to do all the audio production to run the board to do everything else. Freaking, I'm not uh, salty at all. Defund NPR. Yes, yes, defund NPR. All public television and radio, at least in major markets, should be defunded immediately. Can you imagine? It's we just accept this that there's a state run television and radio channel and it's all progressive, it's all left wing propaganda. And there's little, if any, certainly in Boston, look at Beat the Press, it's all these four idiot progressives in Boston. They would never consider having a conservative. Never. As a matter of fact, two years ago, uh, PBS was thinking of having a show starring conservatives, and it was news. We're thinking of having a conservative show. Can you imagine that? It's like having a show starring Romulans. Oh, my God, the, 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 the concept is so wacky. Can you imagine the audacity? Freaking defund this crap. Defund those guys right away. Oh, what a, an aberration that it's not been done. Trump, before you leave the door, leave uh, the office, if you're going to leave office, turn off the lights in NPR. Somebody. I can't believe there's a pandemic and they're getting money? For what? To make mediocre, uh, in, you know, to, to make those with mediocre intelligence but who grew up in nice towns feel like well-educated liberals because the music and production is nice? I feel like I'm getting smarter. A natural sound from a brook somewhere in Ecuador for 15 seconds. And we hear about the the lime green, uh, you know, cascamo fish that unfortunately is being killed because bad American companies are contributing to global warming. And now the village can't uh, survive. And you're going to hear somebody overdubbed speaking a, a, a rare language talking about how his, his grandmother used to make him uh, porridge every Thursday, but now she's on her deathbed because the caca flack fish is uh, unfortunately fluorescent green now um, because the Trump Tower dumped its sewage you know, into the uh, estuary. I was like, Jesus. That is a good song. All right, well, this is the pre-debate show. This show doesn't really even stand up, does it? Well, I guess it does. I didn't talk about the debate stuff too much, did I? No, I don't want to upset you either. You know, the other day I was playing that that uh, theme, the young and the rest is, Was it what, whatever? What theme is this? Is it appropriate to ask whether the president is having difficulty with rationality? It, it, it's, it's crazy what we're watching every day. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. People in European governments think that Trump has lost his mind. It is possible that he's mentally ill in a way. Like oh, shut up. God, you guys have been terrible for the last four, four years. You've been total jerks in holes. You really have been, and you've been miserable. And we've had to comfort you through it all. Meanwhile, you're petulant little crybaby complainers constantly. Oh, my God. 25th Amendment. This is unheard of before. Be shocked, America. Be shocked. Oh, shut up. I feel sorry for the guy in a way yeah. because I do feel sorry. I kind of like his uh, reportage on CNN about the Constitution. Uh, he's pretty good on that right. and, the, and the Supreme Court. Don't be the kind of person who says reportage. 
know who I need to hear from? You know who I need to hear from. My grandfather Finnegan, Joey. Remember, nobody, nobody's better than you. You can do anything. Damn right. My dad used to say, Joey, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. Yes, it is. About it's about your dignity. Place in the community. It's about respect. It's about your place in the community. Damn right it is. Well, if I get, uh, you know, pushed down, do I stay down? My dad, uh, my dad had just one saying. My dad used to have only one thing to say when he'd come watch me play football or baseball. From the time I started playing in the fourth grade, he said, Joey, just get up. Get knocked down, get up. Just get up. Not exactly profound, out-of-the-box thinking from Dad, but we get it. Child, you know how to get up, man. You know how to get up. This is not a joke. My dad used to say the measure of a man or woman not, wasn't whether they got knocked down, but how quickly they got up. Got up, damn My right. grandfather Finnegan, Finnegan, Joey. Joey. Remember, <laughs> nobody, nobody's better than you. You can do anything. Uh, Grandfather Finnegan, you're pouring uh, milk all over the Cheerios and onto the table, sir. The one thing I always remember my grandmother said, it seems to prove true, by all the studies we have done, all the hearings we've had, she used to use a phrase that... This is from 1994. This is how far back I went on for that. I was literally 21 years old. So full of life and hope. Joey. Joey. I know you're 21 now, but don't be 47 and fat. It's used probably 50 different ways by 50 different cultures and by a million different people. She'd always say, Joey, Joey, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Something like that, Joey. An idle mind is the devil's workshop. Sounds kind of corny, doesn't it, Mr. President? Well, not when said right. But like I said, this is not rocket science. Joey, 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 Joey. Joey, 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 Joey. All right, so you got to watch the debate. I'm going to watch the debate. We'll talk tomorrow. We'll probably do a supplemental podcast tomorrow with Alice Shattuck, who's still out, by the way. Joey, where's your wife? The wife is out with the kids. She's at Market Basket, which is, if you're not from Massachusetts, it's like a Wegmans, except more pedestrian, blue collar. And then she was at Walmart. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.